The time right now, 8 minutes after 12, I'm with you until 1 o'clock, and this is the hour that focuses specifically on what's happening with young people in the country. We'll bring you the Motivation Corner. Uh, Allegro Dinguayani, the founder of Orgela Media, talks to us about the power of new beginnings. And then we'll bring you the radio workshop and a young woman, Labukang Mashiro, um, who's grooming young musicians in rural areas. So, Lots that's coming up on the show. Keep tweeting me at SAFM Radio, hashtag in tune. Give me a call on 0891-104-207. But starting off the show, though, I speak to Ishmael Mnisi, the, the spokesperson of the Department of Transport. They'll be working with the Department of Basic Education to include driving lessons at high schools as part of the curriculum. And Ishmael joins me on the line now. Ishmael, good afternoon. Welcome to in tune. Afternoon, my lady, and the listeners of SAFM. Are you well this weekend? My lady, I'm super, and hope you're good too. I'm, I'm, I'm superb, superb. So this, this idea, right? It's, it's the Department of Transport partnering with the Department of Basic Education to include driving lessons. Is that what it is? It's actual driving lessons, and it's not just road safety, but driving lessons as part of the curriculum. My lady, indeed, uh, we have discussed with the uh, Ministry of, of uh, Basic Education uh, to ensure that we include issues of uh, learner uh, drivers into the curriculum, especially the issue of road safety in general, mm. uh, that it must be part of the curriculum because of, we have observed that the number of crashes and fatalities that we continue to record involves young people in this country. Mm. And uh, when we look at the, the, the longer part of it, we, our view is that let's start them when they are young to educate them about road safety from primary, uh, from secondary, up until they reach a, a tertiary a, a education. And that we can only do it consistently so when we talk to them at school um, so that uh, it then forms part and parcel of what they learn, and it becomes part and puzzle of uh, their uh, education, Uh, hence this initiative. Right, so this is what I'm trying to understand, is that the proposal is not just road safety, but actual driving lessons, because that brings in another component, right, that that requires resources and teacher training and all sorts of things. Indeed, uh, Naledi, we have gone beyond educating them, but to say there are string instruments that will make sure that at school they even have uh, accessibility to the uh, simulators uh, that will uh, actually teach them how to drive. Uh, already uh, through uh, the, the, the Road Traffic Management Corporation and the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, uh, we are planning to implement the provision of the driving simulators program uh, during the 2017-18 uh, period in order to ensure that learners, drivers, are given the opportunity to develop and enhance their skills to become good and safe drivers. So this initiative, uh, already as we are speaking, we are uh, making plans to ensure that there are simulators uh, in various provinces, in, in, in various schools, that will ensure that they actually do the practical driving lessons. And, and there's resources and time to train teachers as well? Indeed, uh, this involves uh, training of teachers uh, in terms of uh, that curriculum because of the other ones that will need to uh, conduct the, uh, the, the, the training. But also our law enforcement officers will be part and parcel of this program because, remember, they are law, they are, uh, law enforcement officers or peace officers 
who would then be able to explain even the legislation as to what is expected of a learner, a, a, a driver, of a learner driver, and also they would work hand in hand with the educators in various schools to roll out this program. Yeah, see, the argument that you're going to get, though, is that, you know, teachers, schools already have enough to deal with, right? And now, now here we go adding to the work that needs to be done. Um, and this is more than just about being able to train the teachers or the resources. It's about time management. It's about uh, teachers being able to prioritize what's, what's important and what isn't. And so, I, I don't know, how do you respond to the argument that you're just asking too much of an education system that is already dealing with a lot? Issues of uh, time management are issues and, and the curriculum are issues that experts, when they sit and discuss, will be able to factor in, in, in terms of the, the, the time that we have. Remember, uh, uh, we currently have uh, lessons, uh, life orientation lessons, uh, uh, lessons who, which are already integrated in the system. Now, part of what we'll work on is how do we factor it in to feature in terms of the current a setup that we are having at, at schools. And remember, uh, Minister Dikuo Peters indicated that here we are dealing with a life-threatening phenomenon that is developing in the country, and we don't think that uh, it should be uh, um, uh, misplaced uh, within the entire education system. Now, when we discuss with the Minister of Education, she also shares the view that uh, it is important that we protect these young lives, that we teach them how to protect themselves as and when they leave the school system. Remember, the issue of scholar patrols and so on are part and parcel of what will be taught, and of which it affects the learners even at the primary level. Now, we, we don't think that it, it, it will be an additional resource that will be giving them, which is not uh, encompassing, uh, encompassed in the current setup. But all that we are saying is that there will be a dedicated focus on what ought to be done. If we can make a space for sporting activities at schools, why can't we make a, a space for such kind of an important or essential uh, life-orientated uh, skill that the learners will need it now and that they will need it even in the future? Okay, so this isn't necessarily a done deal as yet. This is something that you're still discussing with the Department of, of Basic Education. So we can't talk time frames at this point. At this point, the Department of Transport is mobilizing the necessary resources to unroll this important activity. The Department of Education is also seeking within their plans how they then can integrate this important phenomenon. Hence, we are saying uh, with our entities, uh, plans to implement this provision, especially of, of the, the, the driving uh, simulators program for this year, it's, uh, uh, it's already underway to make sure that we do have the simulators and how they be rolled out to various schools and all that plan. So we are at that planning phase of how this will be integrated in, in terms of the entire educational system. Of course, uh, uh, in terms of the, 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 the duration of the exact implementation, it is something that both departments are going to talk about. Because remember, there is also space that we must give towards the training of teachers, the bringing of those simulators, and, and its inclusion within the curriculum. So we are talking of an instrument that, uh, uh, I mean, we are at the planning phase of this program. So the rolling out it is something that both uh, uh, departments will discuss uh, as we are starting with the planning now.
All right, let's, let's take a few calls, right? The number is 891 the Department of Transport working with the Department of Basic Education, and the plan is to include driving lessons at high schools as part of the curriculum. Um, what do you think of that idea? Could that possibly start to improve um, the, the numbers of, and the carnage that we're able to see on our roads? What was it? Uh, the, the, the total number of deaths over the festive season, 1,700, just over 1,700. Yeah. Um, so yes, 1,740. Yeah, so that's, that's a very high number. Does, does, does it, is that what, it, what needs to happen? Do we need to start training learners from high school onwards how to behave on the roads? And if so, what do we do about those that are already on the roads, right? Those that are my age and um, a few others that have fraudulently received their licenses. And that's what um, Ishmael Amnesi will respond to in a minute. But I'll take your calls, 0891-104-207. Ishmael Amnesi, of course, is the spokesperson of the Department of Transport. Sonwabo is on the line in the Eastern Cape. Sonwabo, good evening. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Naledi, and to your guest. Naledi, I'm Sonwabo from Southern Blind and Pasalis, other side in Eastern Cape. Mm. This is a very good idea, but my, my question is about for special school. I wonder what will happen to, to learners with uh, disabled, you know? Mm. Uh, because when you found out that most of the people, uh, are like myself, I'm using a cane, a white cane, I'm blind. Mm-hmm. And we have so many problems that we face uh, along the roads in the Cape because people, they don't recognize the cane. We mm. mm. already got about three cases of people run over by cars in the Eastern Cape. So I think uh, they can also assist us. Three cases in what time frame? I beg your pardon? Three cases since when? Since the beginning of this year? No, no, it was between August and December last year. Mm. Already three people have passed away, been run by a car, mm. uh, visual impaired people. Yeah, that's because people don't know, right? Yeah, I think if you can even use the cane uh, where we, we put signs and, and, and teach people when they have going to have driver's license, they could make signs which may make people aware of us. Right, okay. Thank you. Yeah, so now, but thanks for calling. Um, Ishmael, there's a concern there about what, what, what this means for special schools. Let me thank Sonabo for this important input. The driver simulators program will also include a feature... Uh, for physically challenged people, mm. uh, it, it, it does take con- consideration of that in terms of training uh, of, of, of uh, uh, people with uh, uh, disabilities. So, I- indeed, we, we, we will take consideration of that. What we acknowledge is the point also that he's making in terms of putting up signs for the physically challenged people, whether blind people uh, uh, who uh, at, at, at the particular point drivers need to know that they uh, there are signs of those that, uh, uh, you know, to be included in the ca- actual curriculum of the people that uh, will be driving that. What do they need to do when they see that a, a blind person, for example, crossing the streets? Mm. I think it's an important input which we'll discuss uh, extensively. But we thank for the input uh, from Sonar. Okay, Tony is in Krugersdorp. Tony, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I'd just like to concur with you with uh, exactly what you said. That, you know, in my opinion, this... Uh, and I may be wrong, but this sounds like another grotesque waste of money. That the, the government is throwing, throwing money at a problem instead of addressing the obvious concerns. I've, I've never seen, I drive a, a hell of a lot over the last 20 years, and every accident I've seen has been from people uh, just breaking the law, going at ridiculous speeds, overtaking on, on white barrier lines, uh, overloading, etc. Uh, and none of that is going to change at all by making students sit in the simulator. 
what we need for that is that is that the police must do their job. They must properly be resourced, properly staffed by highly educated people, motivated, and make sure that people who break the law face ghastly consequences. That's the only thing that's going to change it. Sitting in a simulator for any amount of time is not going to change the fact that people are callous and have no consideration for others when they drive mm. on the road. Mm. Tony, thanks for calling. Ishmael, your response to that? Uh, is it Tony? T- Tony, yes. Tony. Hmm. Look, uh, Tony, we do have a, a multiplicity of programs that they're rolling out. I think we have uh, emphasized a, a lot in terms of uh, the issue of the tightening of, um, of the laws. We spoke of uh, the changing of uh, regulations that will ensure that we move, uh, for an example, uh, change our regulations of drunk and driving from Schedule uh, 5 to Schedule 3, uh, that will ensure that those that are caught uh, driving uh, under the influence of alcohol, firstly, they do not get bail, but secondly, that they are, they are charged like any person that would have killed any other person. The issue of um, the capacitation of law enforcement officers, we have spoken about it a lot, where we, where we said, firstly, that we want to harmonize our law enforcement officers, that they operate under one law uh, throughout the country. And also we've acknowledged that we've got about 1,000, I mean, sorry, 17,000 law enforcement officers for the entire country, which is not enough, that we need to increase uh, on, on the number of law enforcement officers, but also the issues of their training, it is quite important. So we are working on a multiplicity of interventions that we can we can have uh, that will ensure that we get rid of these unnecessary carnages on our roads. So we are fully agree that uh, uh, whether you you know uh, you take learners from the school at, at the young age and up until to an adult learner in terms of enforcement, those are issues that we are considering, and we cannot leave any of them. So we don't think uh, at all that we are wasting resources, but we are thinking that. We are investing in the future of this country. For those that are still coming, it is important that we get them when they are still young. And for those that are old enough, law enforcement uh, 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 legislations are getting passed day in, day out to deal with the current situation as well. Yeah, let's hear from Martin in Western Area. Martin, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Naledi. How are you? I'm well. Abutaka, how are you? All right. Uh, Naledi, I've got a very serious problem with this kind of initiative mm. from your guest day. This is another way of making money and not putting the money and prioritizing certain things. Look, it has been said that most of the accidents that took place uh, during the festive season, 60% of them uh, are pedestrians. Now, I don't understand when you say that people must have driver's licenses at school level and the government is going to pay them. You are increasing the workload. I phoned sometime last year in your program where I was saying that the government has been saying that they got shortage of law enforcement officers. And I see it as a business opportunity. Why can they take so many people who's got metrics, who's got licenses, take these people to, to, to qualify as a trafficking officers and then involve them as public-private partnership, whereby these people are going to enforce the law and be recognized, and then they will get commission on the number of 
kind of offenses or the kind of tickets that they will be issued to motorists. Because we are sick and tired of hearing that, no, we don't have capacity, this capacity that. Why can't they privatize this whole thing of traffic officers? Because if they can come to me, and me being unemployed and having a driver's license, they take me to a, a school whereby I'm going to be certified as a, driving, as a traffic officer, which takes about six months. Then I will then be able to make sure that I go around, mm. you know, in my vicinity or in my ward or wherever. Yeah, and there's the capacity. Martin, thanks for calling. I'll, I'll give uh, Ishma an opportunity to respond after we hear from Timothy. Timothy's in Cape Town. Timothy, good yes. afternoon. Yes, hi. Uh, my comment to this is that, to be honest, I, I think it's, it's a good initiative from, from, from these people's side. But the, the problem is that I think they need to be teaching the kids more about uh, safety, safe thinking, mm. you know, the, for them to be safety conscious as opposed to just, you know, training them to get a license because everybody can drive. But if somebody is not safe, uh, safety conscious, then they'll probably drive at high speed anyway or drive recklessly. Mm. And another thing is trying to try to tackle this from an enforcement point of view is, is totally failed and it will never work. The reason being that a lot of the cops on the road are actually very corrupt. So they use the law that has been given to them to benefit themselves. So, so you know, people know they can get away with any offense so long as they pay a traffic officer a certain amount. And what happens then eventually is that traffic officers just, just operate, they just use the law to make money for themselves. So it, it doesn't actually make the roads any safer. And, for example, for, for the people that operate in the trucking industry, what you find is now is a lot of harassment from traffic officers. Any small uh, small uh, offense on, on the truck, for example, your mirror is cracked, they want to take your license. Why? Because in return they know that uh, some of the operators will pay the money so they don't take their licenses so they can keep running in business. Mm. So the enforcement end of it is never, ever going to work. In fact, if anything, they should just take, remove all these traffic officers from the road because they serve no purpose except to make money for themselves. All right, Timothy, let's not, not say all of them because I got a traffic fine just this morning <laughs> and I was not asked for a bribe. So there are a few cops that, um, quite a lot, in fact, that are really serious about doing their job. Timothy, thanks for calling. Um, yeah, Ishmael, it's a lot for you to respond to, but I think a lot of the questions that have come, or a lot of the points made by Martin and Timothy are around your, the capacity that you have to handle carnage on the roads and, and those that aren't driving according to the rules, right? So Martin has said build capacity, train more, um, have more traffic officers on the road. Timothy says your cops are corrupt anyway. So even if you try and educate these children and they get on the roads, they're the few safe drivers that we have on the roads. The rest of us who perhaps might not drive according to the rules of the road are going to pay a fine and then still get away with it. Yeah. Uh, maybe in answering Martin's question, but firstly, let me clarify uh, something that Martin said in terms of the number of people who die on our roads. Um, uh, look, 78% of the carnages that we have on our roads uh, as a result of human factor. Now, it is not uh, true to say that uh, it is because of uh, uh, the number of, 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 of accidents are as a result of uh, passengers or so on. Passengers and pedestrians, they almost constitute 40-30%. But 78 it is a human error. Now, hence we are saying that uh, we need them to deal with that. Uh, we need to question ourselves that is everybody who is on our road a legitimate driver? That talks to the issue of uh, uh, them acquiring licenses fraudulently. It talks to the issue of the training and the knowledge that they have uh, before they could go on the, on the road. Yes, we agree. 
that uh, as I've indicated that we've got about 17,000 uh, traffic officers uh, throughout the country which must look at the, the entire road network. Certainly it is not enough and then I've indicated before that there is a lot that we are dealing with in terms of the capacitation of the few law enforcement officers that we are having but inter- also in terms of recruiting more uh, into, into the force. So that is all uh, well taken care of. Okay. But we also, uh, uh, Minister of, of, of the Minister of Transport also called for um, ambassadors of road safety. We are working with the uh, various uh, stakeholders to ensure that the issues of road safety are dealt with. We've got road ambassadors, you know, eminent people in our country. Uh, we've got the moral regeneration movement uh, under uh, Fathers Mangalism Kasha, which is joining, you know, all the first based organizations. We've always called for those. And we do have volunteers who call themselves uh, peace officers. And we are saying we need a lot of those that we are going to train uh, to become uh, a law enforcement officers in the future. And provinces keeps, keeps on um, uh, uh, recruiting more and more each and every year. But amongst those that we recruit, there are also those who are, you know, uh, 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 corrupt. Like Timothy has indicated that, uh, um, you know, in, 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 the, in most instances we do have corrupt ones. We have arrested a number of those uh, 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 corrupt law enforcement officers and of which it eats up on those that are recruiting. And, and we will continue to recruit more and we'll continue to train as more as possible. Okay. And then again on the point that uh, Timothy made in terms of us focusing on road safety uh, uh, rather than uh, 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 teaching them how to drive. We see it as, as both ways. We, we do focus on road safety, as I've indicated before, that part of the curriculum is to educate them uh, uh, before you can even go to the issues of simulators. But firstly, we are saying this is what road safety is all about. Then let's go in terms of how do you actually ensure that as a driver you are able to uh, behave uh, responsibly uh, and, and safe on the road. So it is the flip side of the coin. We cannot do one and neglect the other one. Okay. Um, I'm going to take two last calls. Make you feel in Johannesburg. Hi, 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 my lady. How are you? I'm well, Mama. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You know, uh, okay, they say children must be taught how to drive at school. Mm. That is not the responsibility of government. That's number one. Number two, you know, in February, you know what we are going to have? Hashtag fees must fall. Mm. And that's how we're going to start the year. And number three, we can't have more corrupt people on the roads because even these traffic officers, all they want is to be writing out tickets with what? With commission. So we're adding on to the corruption that we're creating jobs. Actually, we're creating more corruption. Until we repair these particular traffic officers, they will see you, Gwena, Naledi, law-abiding citizen, you are a female. You know what they do? They pounce on you, they give you a ticket, and then the more tickets they give you, the more commission. We can't operate like that on commission. Parents must take their children to driving school. That's number one. We must repair these rotten potatoes that are already on the roads. And number three, fees must fall is going to start February, March, whether we like it or not. Mm. So we don't have money to be educated, to be taking people for driver's license. We have to deal with fees must fall. And all those old professors who are going to give us whatever commission in, in, in June, it will be useless because 
fees must fall it's going to start now not in june okay ma'am thanks for calling um one last one martin in kruger national park martin good afternoon. hi how are, how are you i'm great how are you good i just want to share a few things i think uh, for the department of transport and the way how we engage in terms of uh, reducing the road carnages uh, i think when we look into the traffic officers mm. And how they use their cameras is one thing else. But there are cameras that are standing alone. And then if they believe the camera alone is worth it, then it, it means they must remove all these traffic cops who take bribe and place cameras. Because this is what they believe in. Because a camera alone without the person operating it is something else. Okay. But at the same time, uh, when we are to deal with carnage, we have to look on what mode of cars that are mostly involved in carnage. Ah. Those high speed, they must regulate a law that says whether it's BMW, whether it's Mercedes, it's Toyota, the maximum speed of the car should be 140 so that uh, uh, so it doesn't exceed much from from uh, 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 yeah, the maximum speed on the road. Yeah. But at the same time, I do agree uh, that when kids have been taught in terms of, of the signs of the road and how to be safe on the road, we'll be instilling the culture of compliance in terms of the law. But that should not come at the expense of um, uh, the lives of people who okay. money is being diverted from the right course uh, to teaching those. Yeah, okay. Martin, thanks for calling. You see, and this is the thing, Ishmael, we can close it here, but this is what we need to respond to. A lot of the a lot of the points that have come from our listeners have been resources. This is a waste of resources. You're, you're, you're trying to channel funds to things that are really not as important, especially in education. What What is the budget that's allocated to a project like this one? And if you haven't had one yet, what is the estimated budget? I'm sure you've started to think about that. Look, uh, we, we, we are in the planning phase, and uh, all the cost factors, depending on the rollout, will determine how much resources we need and how we are going to roll out this program. Now, we are at that planning phases. So issues of uh, the exact amount, it's premature at the moment to reflect on that. But uh, I, I honestly want to uh, our listeners and, and contributors to indulge us more on the issues that they've raised, and also to understand where we're coming from. Uh, particularly if, uh, um, I, I, I did not get the name of, of a mayor who called, but who said it's not government's responsibility. Uh, it is our responsibility when people die on our roads, uh, because people will then say government is not doing enough to make sure that people do not die, yet we know that it is not government who drives uh, uh, these cars, but we take a uh, full plan. Now, hence our attitude is that let us do anything possible from a young age to educate our learners up until they get uh, 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 licenses. Now, I want also to clarify the point about this education I'm talking about. We are not saying that we are going to give uh, uh, learners at the primary level a, a license. We are saying um, road safety education, it is going to be prioritized at that level. The issue of simulators are issues that will be dealt with at high school. When we know that learners will be at their exit towards a, a tertiary education, 
where in, in a year or two or three years, they will then be acquiring licenses or even starting to work. We want to equip them, that, especially the first-time drivers, that they should be in a position to know what they ought to do. It is government responsibility to ensure that we keep our people safe on the road. Yes, we acknowledge the issues that uh, they are raising in terms of corruption, but we also believe that we need home bodies uh, in order to maximize our visibility in hazardous areas and to ensure that we do not rely only on technology to make sure that our roads are always mended. We need people, and hence I have said earlier on that we will uh, continue to increase on the number of law enforcement officers that we are having whilst we are going to use technology as well to okay. make sure that uh, this is done. All right, let, let's leave it then, Dadesh Mali. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate this. My, term, uh, my, my pleasure, my lady. Yeah, we'll keep talking about this as you, as you continue your work with the Department of Basic Education. Ishmael Nisi is the spokesperson for the Department of Transport. You're still on in tune on SFM.